Hey everyone, today is Thursday, the 7th of May 2020. This is The Gap, episode 515. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gore is here and he's back as well. You've got your internet up and running. What's, what happens? What's uh, the latest? Oh, it was, it, was, it was pretty good. Actually, fucking the whole ordeal of losing your internet for a week has been so enriching. It's been so good. I actually got a fuck ton done, to be honest. If I'm being honest, I got a lot of shit done. Uh, you're going to see I've got a very weird games list uh, because of uh, what I was restricted to playing. Um, right. Uh, and and I learned a lot about how I take data so fucking for granted. I'm just like, fucking whatever. Whatever. Oh, yeah. Uh the the next call of duty patch is fucking 20 gigs and all it appears to add is some satchels that allow you to carry three <laughs> more fucking armor plates i don't give a fuck bring it on let's go like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's like it's gonna take me 15 minutes right that's probably the the worst thing about it is it'll take me 15 minutes to download that's a, mm. a minor annoyance while i go get a fucking drink but um yeah then when you don't have the internet and you're operating entirely on phone internet, and you've got. I, I do. Uh, I do bulk purchase data packs because I'm a mad nerd. So I'll buy a full year's worth of data, and then just you know live on that data for the entire year. And like the expiry <laughs> on that data is a year long, so I don't have to do anything. And it's fucking way cheaper than doing it any other way, right? I think the only way you could probably go cheaper is if you were to hop on Ozbargain and every time they had one of those, oh, uh, $1 SIM card to switch to Kogan or fucking 5 buck, uh $40 prepaid pack with Optus or some shit, right? Where you get like 45 gigs. That's probably the only way to do it cheaper, but otherwise I'm paying like 12 essentially 12 bucks a month for my uh my phone and i bring my own handset and it's just it's far better than my you know my wife's paying 50 bucks a month uh and she's got i don't know a fucking she's got like 10 percent of the data i've got available it's fucking ridiculous like mm. if you do it any other way you are just getting fucking screwed but it is you know you gotta have some sort of fucking management of uh, your data and all that kind of shit. And if you... Like, normally I don't use data on my phone, right? Uh, but ha- not having the internet for an entire week, I've exclusively exclusively been using data on my phone. Uh, so I have, ch- I have like pretty much caught up to where I was. Anyway, the point I'm making is uh, I've got fuck all reception in my house as well. So it's not like... Even if I had unlimited data on my phone... I could only really have gotten through what I got through, right? I got I, I knocked out about 12 gigs of downloading, just surfing the internet over the course of the last fucking week. And uh, I probably could not have gotten through more than that, to be honest, because I have fucking no reception in this house. Uh, so there's, there is like literally, at one point while I was doing my tech support, uh, a guy remoted in, um from from internet he remoted in to make sure that the settings on the factory reset modem were actually factory reset and uh Mm. i had to put the phone there's like literally a half meter square 
area on my desk where my phone gets reception. And so I had to put the phone there and then tether it into my computer. And I had to speak to him on that phone. So I had to have it on speaker. And I had to basically like yell at this at this phone because it's not anywhere convenient for me to get to. So it was a bit of like, you know. I mean, as ordeals go, it was, it's not exactly 127 hours or whatever, but it was a mild annoyance. So, um, yeah. Anyway, uh Eventually, you know, obviously it got fixed. But what I liked is over the course of the weekend, uh, everyone was giving me tech advice. I love tech advice. Right. I love tech advice when people, like, I don't understand. I think I asked you if you turned it off and on again. You did. Multiple times. You did. And it was my favorite <laughs> question. Uh, I kind of, no, but like, it's it's weird, right? Like, if someone walks in, like, if someone was, like, just post it online, post it on Twitter. Uh won't be won't be tweeting much today. I've injured myself. Right? Would you be all like people like nobody's nobody's gonna be all like take two aspirin, right? Two aspirin I think might be the the uh turn it off and on again of of medical advice. Put some heat on it. Put some heat yeah, yeah. Have you have you tried tried a heat pack? Uh like yeah, like just I don't. I don't know that it works for every fucking situation. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. I think it works for doctors though. When you go in and you're like, "Oh, I've got a cold or something," and they're like, "Oh, antibiotics. Oh, I'll fix it. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> fucking open your mouth. <laughs> you fucking whatever you that's, catch. That's, that's the how you turned it off and on again. Here's some antibiotics. <laughs> Which ones? Doesn't matter. No, Just these ones. You got to wind it way further back because, like. That's that's you know only doctors can give any antibiotics right like I think antibiotics might be the factory reset right because hmm. not everyone's recommending you factory reset only mostly people in this the tech support area are doing that because most of the time you don't want to factory reset your your stuff you've got to set all all your Wi-Fi networks up again and shit it's a pain um, yeah. but yeah turn it off and on again easy right so yeah. Maybe yeah. Have you have you tried a heat pack or takes a Panadol, right? But it doesn't work for everything, right? Like, oh yeah, no, I have turned it off. Again. Thanks, thanks. I have taken some Panadol. I did. I did actually put some heat on it, uh, and uh, it didn't work. And then like, my wife's like talking to her friends, and one of them's like, oh yeah, we our internet dropped out for like five weeks, and and the way we wound up fixing it was, and I'm like. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. It doesn't matter how you fixed it. It just like there's no fucking way, right? Whatever happened to you is what's wrong with me, right? It'd be like, yeah, oh yeah, well yeah, oh, I was I was ill once, and what we wound up doing was getting the arm reattached after putting it on ice. You'd be like, my arm isn't fucking chopped off. That's not what's wrong with me. It's something different. Right, it's obviously yeah. something. So why would why would generic fucking advice possibly fucking possibly fix what my problem? If it's generic advice, I would have done it. Right, I'm good enough to Google. I can Google shit. Right, my receptions for shit, but I can still find fucking Doctor Google to find this shit out. Doctor Google, by the way, doctors, real doctors hate Doctor Google. Hate it. Uh, but uh. <laughs> I like tech support. I think tech support entirely uses Dr. Google, right? 
the amount of mm. conflicting things I heard. Like I had the dude remote into my uh remote into my computer uh <clears throat> um saying Doctor Google activated uh the Google assistant on my phone uh and it attempted to contact Google support. So uh that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Look, look, what I was know if, trying I to call Doctor Doctor. I don't know if you can see this, but no, that's your your webcam is terrible. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> I can see every fucking hair in your luxurious beard. Um, yeah. So this dude remotes into my computer, factory resets the modem router. Blah 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 blah. The next day, we talk again. Uh, I talk to another tech support person because obviously, still nobody's done anything. And the guy's like, "Okay, we're just going to go through your settings." And he goes through the settings, and he's like, "And one one box that didn't mean anything was unticked." And he's like, "Oh, well, it's not going to work if that's not checked, is it? That's you know, you, why why did you uncheck that?" I'm like. Yeah, your tech support guy did that when he remoted into my computer yesterday. Obviously, I didn't just go through and willy-nilly uncheck things. So, oh, you must have done it for a reason then, hey. I'm like, well, I would imagine. But, I don't know. Apparently, it needs to be on to work. And uh, then another one got me to change my user. I didn't find out. So, NBN Co. came out and fixed. It turned out, at the end of everything, the entire building had lost its uh, internet, right? Well, because I live in a, a rad fucking building where nobody fucking talks to one another because I don't want to talk to any of my neighbors. Uh, no, Like, nobody fucking knew. Nobody found out. Everyone was just like, oh, my internet doesn't work. That's so weird. Hmm. I guessed, I guessed this shit fucking a week ago, but uh, I guessed that everyone was having this problem a week ago, but, you know, whatever. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't investigate because I didn't want to talk to my neighbors. Uh, and yeah, turns out nobody had it. The Ambien fixed it, right? But my internet didn't come back on. I had to go back in and undo all the last changes that a tech support dude had done. I literally had to walk all that shit back and re- like basically reset up my fucking modem router because what he'd put in made it so that the internet could not fucking function, which is obviously one of the highlights of my fucking experience uh, in this entire scenario. This dude was a, uh, what do you call himself? Level three uh, fault specialist, I think he called himself. Um, so one of the senior techs, obviously. And uh, yeah, he made things actively worse, which was pretty good. Yeah, the only reason I found out the internet was back on was because I was downstairs grabbing a parcel and... Uh, the the superintendent in the building. I'm like, mate, is everyone else's internet off? He's like, yeah, but it should be back on now. I'm like, what? No. He's like, yeah. NBN came out and fixed it this morning. What? Right. Back upstairs I go. Internet's on. I'm like, you are fucking kidding. These fucking clowns. Anyway, uh was pretty good. I was supposed to have a, another tech guy come out today, which I like, right? Mm. I like that I had to call up and cancel this extra tech guy because clearly NBN Co. don't talk 
at all with the ISPs unless they are specifically asked that like that exact question. Like it, it'd be like if you know the ISP was saying, "Uh, yeah, um, I've got a lot of customers saying that uh, like they're getting four as a response." Um, do you know anything about four as a response? And the NBN's like, sorry, but nothing here says two plus two, so I don't know how they get four as a response. And then the ISP goes back and they look into it and they're like, yeah, it could be one plus three. Could it, it's, it's, and they're like, Not, nothing here is saying one plus three, so I don't know how they get four as a response. And then NBN go, co goes out, you know, after... I don't know, 40 fucking households are out, like, out of the internet for an entire week, and one dude is lighting them up on fucking Twitter every fucking day, and uh, God knows what else is going on behind the scenes. Uh, uh, hang on. 1, point, 1 plus 3 and 2 plus 2, they're not showing up, but 3 plus 1 is. Yeah, that's it. That does equal 4. Get rid of 3 plus 1. And we're good. There's no more four, right? We won't tell the ISP. And then the ISP apparently still going to send out a fucking tech and all this kind of shit. They had to independently hire this tech. Uh, I'm still ditching Internode, like 100%. I called them up to find out what compensation I could get because they, you know, uh, told me they made me get a fucking $400 modem router that I didn't need. And they were unbelievably unhelpful for an entire week. Uh, and so I called them up and they're like, oh, we can probably, uh, we can compensate you for the time that you lost. So uh, $25. I'm like, well, I was without the internet for 10 days. So that's a third of a month, first of all. So that, you know, uh, it's not, it's, it's going to be more than $25, I presume. Uh, and second of all, what about the fucking $400 modem? You know? That you you know that I bought to replace the one that you said was broken, and what about all the you know the work that I lost over the course of the week because you guys couldn't get the fucking internet going? What about all that? Uh, yeah, that's that's not going to happen. I'm like, cool. Well, uh, how about you cancel my internet uh, with you guys at the end of the, this billing cycle, whatever I'm paid up to? And like, well, uh, according to this, you're paid up to the 16th. Um, so uh, we, we can do that. We can cancel it on the 16th. I'm like, the 16th plus the 10 days that you owe me, right? And I'm like, oh, yeah, of course. Cheeky motherfuckers were even trying to scam me out of the fucking $25, right? Like, they can't even fuck, like, they're like non-stop with the scams, right? They're like fucking bang, bang, bang. It's scantastic, baby. Like, I cannot believe they were even trying to get away with 10 extra fucking days for no fucking reason. Just, just because they thought they could try it on. And then I'm like, and also, I'm, I'm going to need to talk to your complaints department. And they're like, oh, um... What for? I'm like, for the $450 router that I'm not paying for. So I've compiled all this since the CIO. I don't think I'm going to get paid for the $400 router, uh, but I can't take it back. And uh, that's that's a bummer to me. Um, and 
I am going to try to get whatever I can out of them because fuck them, right? Like, I only bought that thing. Like, I could still be using my Asus AC3100, which worked perfectly mm. until the internet dropped out 1,000% outside of my control. But instead, yeah. I've got a new fucking neck ear, bloody blah. And I just don't fucking need it. Obviously, I could sell the fucking thing on Gumtree or Facebook. Uh, um, but bridge them. What? Have a giant network. Oh, yeah, in the, house. the hugest network. Everything's on Ethernet. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah, like, but hmm, the worst. Yeah, I, I, like, hmm. I, I may as well try and get whatever, whatever the fuck I can because fuck that shit, right? Like, it is their fault. They specifically told me that they would not raise a fault with the NBN unless I tried the connection on a different modem router. And the complaints person was trying to push the idea that I should have bought a cheaper modem router. But if it was a if it was a broken modem router, why would I then want like then I'd have to buy another fucking modem router? Or I, I guess they wanted me to buy a modem and then bridge or something. I don't fucking know. I wasn't like when I first moved in here. I found, and this is based on uh, stuff Fiaran was saying as well. Bridging on fiber to the basement apparently runs like garbage, like just fucks up all the time. And it was. I remember when I first moved in here, I was bridging my modem uh, originally, and it like it was garbage. My internet was fucking garbage all the time. And it wasn't until Seb pitched buying a, a modem router, and I did that, and it has literally been flawless ever since. And still, still is. And still is. Like, it has never fucked up. Inside of my house, the internet has never fucked out. Outside of my house, mm. the internet has fucked up a million times. Uh, but yeah, anyway. Good times, good times. Are you back? Uh, I'm back on the internet. Uh, it was, uh, it was, like, it was bananas. I mean, I immediately started updating everything. Everything, just everything. Installing stuff you hadn't installed before, like I did, like on the list. PUBG's back up. Oh, I'm back in PUBG. I gotta gotta check out this train or whatever the fuck is going on. No, like legit, I went and fucking immediately downloaded Alien Isolation because uh, I've been fanging to play it the whole fucking time. Hmm. Uh, like the entire time I've been without the internet. Basically, it was Alien Day last week or some shit, right? It was Star Wars Day this this week. Yeah, it was Alien Day. They uh I think just people are making shit up these times. Like just, every yeah, day oh, is some sort Star of Star Wars does a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Let's it's uh it. it's Babylon Five Day, baby. You yeah. um, <laughs> It's Groundhog Day, I don't know. <laughs> it was Groundhog Day the other day, wasn't it? Yeah, a while back, yeah. A while back. I don't know. We don't have groundhogs. Um Yeah, so uh it was Alien Day, and I really wanted, like, I'd always remembered that Alien Isolation and VR had been something people had pitched as a amazing experience for a long time. So the moment it fucking worked, uh, my the moment my fucking internet was up, I downloaded 23 gigabytes of Alien Isolation, like, fucking just on the spot. Uh, and then uh, I, I think it was like a fucking, maybe a 60 kilobyte, DLL file that makes it work in VR. Like, that's all it takes. And uh, I was in. 
And it's horrifying. First of all, uh, I remember now why I'd stopped playing Alien Isolation. Uh, the save game that I was up to, uh, it had saved in a state that is essentially unwinnable. And so the cloud, the Steam cloud save that was downloaded uh, put me straight back into it. And so I'm like fucking, I've got about six steps and then the alien gets me uh, every fucking mm. time. Like nonstop. It can't, it can't be solved. I basically have to start the entire level over again or some shit. Um, but yeah, uh, so that's terrifying. In VR, it is so much scarier because, you know, when you're just mouse looking and stuff, uh, you like you can hear it. I've got these good Logitech Pro X headphones, uh, whatever the fuck they're called, uh, but they've got really good fucking 3D sound. Uh, surround sound rather and uh i can you know really really pick out like every time i get new headphones i feel like i i've got i'm reaching a new level of being able to pick out what the fuck is going on uh which is weird because <laughs> yeah. i also think i'm getting deafer but yeah whatever uh so i can like very acutely pick out what, what the fuck but if i turn my like if you turn with mouse look right you can sort of track the alien through the wall, and that's pretty cool. Uh, if you turn your fucking head and track an alien through the wall, it is horrifying. And then you hear that fucking, and you're like, well, I'm fucking, I'm fucking cooked. But the other thing is, uh, I don't know if you saw my Twitter, uh, but I put up a video of the first attempt I had to play it, and I hadn't turned off, it's got like these motion controls, so you look up to stand hmm. up and... Look down to crouch. You got to turn those things off. Uh, I don't know why they're on by default, but uh, I couldn't stop my dude from fucking swing. My sorry, chick. My chick from fucking swinging her fucking axe thing. She was fucking white, like wailing on this fucking wall. I'm like, I'm gonna fucking die. And yes, I did. And it was terrifying. Uh, the fucking like you're just like looking, and the fucking extra little mouse comes out, and you're. Horrifying. Horrifying. So much scarier in VR. Uh, hmm. But, uh, yeah, definitely worth a look. You've got Alien Isolation. Does, You've got I, I do, but does it work, like, well with the VR set? Like, how are you moving around and, and all that sort of stuff? So it is... You're, so you've got options. You can do it as a motion control game. Uh, mm -hmm. It's got all the settings that you require to do it. I could do it with wands. I was playing mouse and keyboard with the headset um right i just figured that would be probably better um because then i wouldn't have to learn all the fucking controls the last thing i really want is having to learn a bunch of uh controls while also being eaten by an alien that it feels like a, a nightmare not like a top five nightmare but a nightmare nonetheless so, uh, yeah, I just figured I'd use the mouse and keyboard controls to work that shit out. And, yeah. Uh, you can do it with ones. It's got different, like, you got to do different settings for Oculus versus uh, uh, Steam VR because apparently they use slightly different, uh, like, VR backends. Yeah. Uh, but that's not too bad. And, yeah, legit, 
It's a 60 kilobyte fucking DLL file. Uh, and, and it works spectacularly. Uh, you also got to turn off some setting in, in Steam. By default, it wants to play like, like a cinema mode. Hmm. Where you're sort of sitting in a, basically sitting in a cinema, right? Uh, and watching someone watching the game get played, like it's like it's being projected on a screen, and it runs at about four frames a second, and is utter garbage. And then you take the fucking headset off, and it's running at like 120 frames a second, and you're like, I don't understand why it's shitting its pants. But if you turn the setting off so that it doesn't launch in theater mode or whatever the fuck, um, yeah, it like fully wraps around and fucks you up. Spectacular. Anyway, Alien Isolation. Good stuff. Right. Um, may as well just keep going with VR stuff then because I've still been playing a bunch of VR. Um, I managed to finish The Room, the room oh, yeah. VR, A Dark Matter. Um, so last week when I talked about it, I was about halfway through the game. Right. This is the um, uh, puzzle-based like escape room um, game that they've they've done. I think three, three or four of them on sort of PC and uh, mobile devices as well. This is their first uh, VR attempt, um, and I, like I said last week, I think it works really well if you sort of into like uh, puzzle puzzle rooms or escape rooms um, or just like puzzle solving sort of games um it does a really good job and yeah i'm not finishing it i really enjoyed it the the last level i found to be quite easy um but i don't know if that was sort of on purpose to to it it tie it tries to tie the very loose story that it has going for it um together right uh, but it, it makes you and it could, could also be to sort of make you feel like you're accomplishing things a lot easier or sort of like you've gotten the hang of it um like this like power fantasy type thing um because i felt like i was going through all the puzzles that was given me really easily without any help um and you sort of the, the last room you're in is like a you're in like a witch's den or something like that and you're making potions and there's a giant cauldron and you're grabbing like different ingredients and putting them in this the cauldron and making you know conjuring up all these spells um so going around and doing that is is kind of cool uh, it just didn't feel like it was anything near as challenging as what um, the three previous rooms had kind of thrown at you. So uh, I think that was by design choice, though. It seemed yeah. like they were just trying to sort of tie everything up together. But otherwise, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, you know, if you type the type of person enjoys puzzles or, or those sorts of things, it's definitely... Um, something to check out because I think they do a really good job. There's not a lot of games out there like that that sort of do these escape room type um, super adventures. They're super popular in VR, eh? It's like a very, right. very popular genre on VR, but I expect, yeah. personally expect the room to do it quite well. You know, they're, they're, mm. they're very practiced at it. But yeah, because they've done a bunch like, of games. I would call something like A Fisherman's Tale. Yeah, fishing stuff. Yeah. Escape room. You know, like yeah. I would say that is in the same vein as the room VR. Uh, maybe a little. I, I think you know, a fisherman style. 
I'm not sure what the room does, the room VR does yet, but mm. I would be surprised if it does it better than a Fisherman's Tale. Right. Uh, you've got to play it. It is one of the most spectacular fucking puzzle games. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll definitely check it out. But yeah, last week you were talking about you were sort of, I don't know, uh, down on the pricing. It was my big question and you were semi-questioning it. Where did you land at the I, end? I, I think that's just kind of the the price point you sort of pay when you get into VR. Having a look at a lot of the games on Steam or the Oculus Store, um, that is generally where a lot of the games are landing, like this 30, $30 to $40 US price tag. Um, and I think that's just because it's a new medium, right? And it's going to cost them more money to develop. And they're getting, like I said last week, less people on board. They're trying to make money. Um, and so the experience that you sort of get out of these games are not necessarily like uh, like the 15 hours that you get out of Half-Life Alex, right? They're kind of four hours to three hours um, of this gameplay. Um, so like... I, I still enjoyed playing it. It was the type of thing where I could jump in, um, spend 40, 50 minutes on a level and then go to something else and then come back but I'm not, another like, time. And- I guess I'm not questioning whether or not you enjoyed it. I'm just questioning whether or not you felt mm. it was worth it. Sure. I mean, you, you put it this way. If you were to go to an actual escape room, yep. how much money would you dump on that? And sure. How much money? It's sort of, it's pretty equivalent in terms of the pricing. Um, I I think the only difference there is when you go to an an actual escape room, you're walking around the entire premises and and solving things uh, as a group. Whereas this is, like I said last week, it's um, like stations that are set up. And I think that there could definitely be like a hardcore mode where you you're given free reign to walk around but it would be a lot harder i feel like because there is just so much detail on the wall and um you being able to look at things around and not really understanding like oh is that actually part of the puzzle or is it just decoration in the room um so by them having these stations set up you kind of know that you're supposed to be in the right area so uh yeah like I think if you look at it in terms of the how much money you'd actually have to go and pay to do one of these escape rooms for yourself, it's probably maybe even cheaper at the end of the day, right? I think it is. Yeah. Um, so it just depends on how much you're into that sort of stuff. But I really enjoyed it. Um, I had fun with it, and so yeah, if you can, if it's something that you're sort of toss, tossing up between, uh, you know, maybe you enjoy shooters a lot more, or um you want to check out <laughs> like a beat saber type thing rhythm game mm. it just sort of depends on your sort of like your niche what you're into um but i really like puzzle games so I like problem solving fixing things so yeah for me it was a lot of fun yeah and you get this like when you f- figure something out for yourself it's this oh fuck I f- that's awesome like sometimes it can be really difficult and you're sort of just not really sure if you're going in the right direction or if the game is um you know, maybe you're thinking too much about it, but other times you just you just start winging it, and all of a sudden things start clicking, and you get in this moment where you solve it. And you're like, "All right, yeah, cool, that was awesome." 
Um, and the game's also got a really cool help system. So if you do get stuck, there are different layers of uh, like a hint system. I think um, there's like a tab you can pull down when you get stuck and it's like, maybe you should try this or go into this area. And then there's like another level. So if you're still not sure, you can then go to the next hint. And I don't know necessarily how deep it goes, but that's sort of like an element that's being borrowed from um, like point and click adventure games yeah. over the last couple of years where whenever you get stuck, you can ask for a hint and it's usually a very basic hint. And if you're still stuck, you can ask for another hint and it's a bit more detailed and there's like a third hint. And then the fourth one is eventually like telling you, this is how you fucking solve it, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. this is how you do it. And I think that's what this puzzle room um, sort of hint system is. I never actually went that deep. I, there were a couple of times where I just pulled the one thing down just because I was like, I'm actually in the right spot. Oh, yeah. No, I am. I should keep trying at this. Um, this but, uh, they do that in escape know, rooms as well. Remember when we did that one junglist's escape room? Yeah. And we could like walkie-talkie. Ask for help. Yeah, and ask him for help and then ask mm. him again. And it was annoying because it was junglist. If I didn't know the person behind the walkie-talkie, I would be much more... <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, keen to, to ask for help, but because I knew it was junglist, I didn't want him to fucking judge me in his American accent. So. Yeah. Yeah, with an, what an idiot. Yeah. I guess the, the difference between the escape rooms and, and this um, VR escape room is there's no it's not time sensitive. There's no time pressure about having to get out before something goes wrong. You yeah. kind of take your own pace. You know, the type of person just wants to chill and work your way through things. And yeah, that's cool. Um but I, I enjoyed it. So uh, that's available on Steam if you want to check that one out. The Room VR. Yep. Um, some other VR games I've been playing a bit more Beat Saber. Yeah. I checked out a lot more um, mods, custom songs, which are really good. There's a lot of cool stuff on there, like mm. I talked about last week. But I've also been playing there's the a, There's like campaign. one dude who makes like so really good many ones, yeah. of the best ones uh, i think it's ben you see names pop up benny the beast maybe yeah yeah that's uh, a name i sort of recall yeah i'm pretty sure he i like, think there's a guy in like rsi or something like that yeah 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 i think yeah if i see either of those two names i'm like <clears throat> this will be a good map right like not necessarily a good song uh they do a lot of shit songs but um mm. yeah good maps there's like, a lot of like japanese so J-pop. Much. Oh my god. <sighs> or anime, and I'm just like, why? You, come on, come on, nerds! You're letting us down. What right? is this? Oh, Lord, you're pushing the stereotype way too hard here. Um, yeah. But I went through like basically the first like hundred pages of the top rated songs, and even when I was getting to like page 100, there was still stuff I was finding. Being like, yeah, cool. I'll dump that in my list. Like, there's a lot of content. Um. They can check out but yeah so i also played a bit of the campaign which is uh, the uh like the the basic songs that the game comes with and they throw a bunch of different modifications or uh like rule sets in there so it'll be um it'll be like hey the actual direction the directional arrows on the cubes will disappear before they get to you so you've kind of got to look at them at a distance and remember which direction you have to um, swipe your saber at in order to hit the beat of the rhythm in time. There's stuff like that in there. And there's like a, you know, maximum score. You have to try and beat this or uh, don't fail the song with 
four missed hits and stuff like that. Yeah. And then there's weird ones they throw at you, which I do not like at all. I think they fucking... It's a bad design choice. Um, one of them is arm movements or like limit yourself in terms of how much you move your arms, which is dumb. <laughs> right. Uh, and then the other one is a maximum arm movement. So you have to move your arms a lot. Oh, uh, yeah. No. And that one is dumb. Yeah. And so you, all you're constantly doing is like doing weird arm motions in between hits. And that's not fun. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand why that is even in there. Um, but I've, I've seen a bunch of them sort of pop up during the campaign. It's dumb. It's ri- ridiculously dumb. So, um, other than that, that's my only real criticism of that game yeah. so far. Because have you got the mod where if fantastic. you fail, it doesn't stop the song, and it just tallies up your fails at the end. Um, get that one. That's a really good for like for custom songs. That's really good because you actually get through a custom song without like yeah getting to one entirely idiotic bit and then failing, and then going through the rest i feel like there's a no fail mode in there yeah but it doesn't like the the no fail mode in there doesn't uh i can't remember there was a problem with it It was like it doesn't it doesn't do something it doesn't fucking like track something i can't remember what it was i think it's i think it's the amount of fails that that is good to have tracked because you can actually progress I think it just doesn't tally score at all on no fail mode. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, fair enough. But yeah, the only thing I've noticed about that is that it, it like decreases your multiplier, um, your, your overall, so you don't get as good of a score by leaning, leaning into it, I guess. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, that's sort of the only VR stuff that I've played this week. I'll check out some more. Um, next week, but I mean, playing other things instead. What do we want to talk about next? <laughs> That's a bunch of shit. Um, uh, let's Gears do, Tactics. Nah, let's do Kitten's Game first. Let's get it out of the way. Oh, okay. So, uh, Kitten's Game is that uh, is that incremental game I was talking about last week. Uh, I ditched it right, basically yeah. a day after the podcast. I bailed on it. Um, I had to look up a guide to work out how to get past a fucking wall hmm. uh, pretty early on in the game, like basically directly after where I was up to in the game. And yeah. uh, in the guide, they're like, oh, this is the first of a couple of walls that you're about to run into. I'm like, oh, no, I'm out. <laughs> Uninstall. No, thanks. I don't want fucking, I don't want a couple of walls like really early on in the game. It was pretty interesting. It turned out it was far more active a game than uh than the idle games I usually like. Um like there was a mm. lot of a lot to it. You know, you've got a lot of stuff cascading in on itself. Um but yeah, walls as a primary game design, like looking further once I decided to bail, I looked further in the guide and it is it's a game of walls. It is literally just walls, uh, nonstop walls, which I don't think is good incremental design, but apparently it's very popular. Right. Um, and for whatever reason, whenever people talk about how popular it is and how good it is and how much they love it, they always skip over how many fucking walls it has. I don't know. Weird. Anyway, um, yeah. So fuck Kitten's Game. I'm playing Idle Dice again because, I don't know, 
I haven't played it in a long time. I know I've spoken about it before, but yeah. I just I just like my incremental games. I did play another mobile game called Night of the Moon, uh, which is a rogue-like deck builder. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I bailed on that. Uh, in my first run, I came up against this guy called Tristman, who has to be one of the worst designed enemies in any game ever. He is so it's a card game, a deck, a roguelite deck builder. So you build, you know, you build your deck out as you play through. Every time you win, you get to select from a new card and add that to your deck, and it builds out, builds out until you've got this, you know, robust deck that allows you to fucking like wreck people or whatever but this trist man uh the first like every single every two sorry every two fucking turns he takes a card you have to give him a card from your deck and he's able to use it it's not like it is just eliminated he is able to use that against you and so he's it's it's fucking idiotic right the way rogue the way these deck building games work is at some point you reach a point right where you want to build a the most efficient deck right that you can right and in Slayer the Spire which I will talk about as well because I played a fuck ton of it um in Slayer the Spire right there were for a little while like a couple of decks like unbeatable decks right that were I think like three cards right because you would you'd have this one card that would do damage one card that would draw cards one card that would amplify your damage right and those three cards together you could just cycle through right every time you'd spend your damage uh, sorry spend your amplify spend your damage spend your draw and it would bring them all back in again and it would just cycle, 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 cycle. And you'd just be able to wallop, wallop enemies, right? But even then, like even before that, right? One of the biggest things, one of the biggest learning moments in a deck builder is when you realize you don't want more cards, right? You actively want fewer cards. The moment you stop adding a card every time you're able to add a card, the moment you no longer do that is the moment you have a fucking shot at winning, right? Because until then, right, uh, in Slay the Spire, by the time you get to, like, the third boss, you could have a fucking deck of, like, 40 40 to 45 cards, which is ludicrous, right? Way too many cards, right? Uh, Although, interestingly, in in one run, I, uh, I beat the final boss, which the fourth boss... Uh, I beat with a deck of, I think it was 67 cards. Uh, completely by accident, but uh, it wound up working out. Anyway, uh, that's, a, that's a whole different thing. Um, yeah, you want to get rid of cards, right? You, you whittle it down until it's just your best stuff. So every time you draw new cards, all you get is something great. Right, you don't mm-hmm. you get rid of strikes and defends and all this kind of shit, and you've got basic attacks in Night of the Moon, and you get rid of as many of those as you can, uh, so that you all you're doing is drawing your wallop card, wallop card, armor card, armor heal equipment, wallop, 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 
dead, right? Tristman takes cards from you, uses them, and if all you've got is, like, gold, he's only going to take the best cards and then use them on you. And he can do it every two turns. And he has another card that takes two cards at random from your fucking deck. It is 1,000% possible to, like, have no... Like, I... Because my deck was so good, right? I was able to fight him to a point where I could stall him out. He couldn't do damage to me because I had enough armor. Uh, like, armor cards and, and heals and equipment and whatnot. But I couldn't do enough damage to him because he kept stealing all my fucking wallop cards. So I eventually reached a point where he'd stolen all my cards and I just had to fucking wait. And that is fucking mm-hmm. garbage. I installed the game on the fucking spot and I left him a negative review specifically about that fucking enemy because fuck it. That is the enemy that made me quit their, gu- their game. And I probably would have like bought the game, uh, paid for like no ads if that enemy didn't exist, I was actually really enjoying it up until that point, but I'm not playing a fucking deck builder where that, like, Trist Man, I did see there was an alternative enemy. I could have fought Trist Woman as well. Like, clearly this is a fucking, this is an enemy type. Fuck that shit. I'm not, I'm not playing that game. No way. Not if that's how, like, so I'm, what, supposed to litter my fucking deck with garbage cards just so I can give it over to a fucking enemy? Get the fuck out of here. That's fucking ridiculous. Anyway, back on the... So, fuck that game. Anyway, back on the Slay the Spire, because I played a fuck ton of that, and we're on a deck builder run. So I won. I beat the final boss of uh, Slay the Spire while I was sitting there with no internet. And, uh, yeah, I did it with um, the uh, fucking... I can't remember. I can't remember any of the fucking character names in that game. The second... The second character... Um, mm-hmm. and the, the build I had was, I think pretty fucking genius. Like it was just, it, everything about it worked perfectly. It was, uh, was sort of cycling, uh, as many of, uh, you, you get these, uh, shivs and they're like a zero energy card and they do four damage. But uh, over the course of this game, I managed to get like, all your shivs, like a relic, did, all your shivs do plus four damage. And I've got another relic where all zero cost cards do plus five damage. And so these shivs, which usually do four, uh, were doing like fucking 11 damage off the bat. Maybe 13, I don't know. Doing a fuck ton of damage right off the bat. And then I was getting cards that would allow me to generate more shivs. And so what I wound up having was this deck that was all defense plus just enough fucking generate shiv cards to uh, like allow me to essentially overwhelm anything. So I would just heal through the first couple of turns doing nothing. And then I would have a billion fucking shiv cards and I'd just be able to, like, play them nonstop. I had this other relic where I didn't discard my, my hand at the end of the turn. So I would have this fucking hand that was, like, the the max limit uh, of cards in hand. And I would just, like, play as many as I can. And I was able to fucking 
uh, one turn kill uh, everything except for uh, like the the beefiest elites and bosses, and it was fucking spectacular. And then right at the end of the third tower, I got this relic, and I should have passed on it, but I didn't. I got this relic because I did. I had. I don't think I'd seen it before. I don't think I'd ever used it before. But I got this relic that anytime you exhaust a card, you get a random other card. So you generate another right. card at random, and it is any card from that whatever the fuck it's called deck. The I'm gonna have to look it up. It's driving me nuts. nuts. I have no idea because I've not played too much of it. The silence. Uh, yeah, like any card from the silence uh, deck uh, was available to me, and uh, like would be generated, and I'd pick. Uh, no, I think it just gave it to me like at random. It just fucking dump a card in my fucking deck. And that was like right before the third boss in this game. And I'm like, I cannot believe I have fucked my entire run up on this. But I, I was certain I had. Because basically what had happened was instead of this extremely tight deck that only live to generate defense and shivs. Now, anytime I... Because shivs are exhaust cards. Anytime I'd play a shiv, it would exhaust and generate a random fucking card in my hand. And I'm like, oh, and I needed to use energy to get rid of those cards, which also fucked with a lot of how, how my fucking playstyle worked. And it would go into the discard. So when I'd run through it again... I'd have all these other random fucking cards. But it turned out that it didn't matter all that much. Uh, I, If I hadn't picked up that relic, I think I would have pissed that fucking final boss fight in super easy. But uh, all that wound up happening was in the final boss fight. So uh, Slay the Spire, you play through, you, you beat the final boss, and then when you play through the next time, um, you've got this option to sort of slightly hurt your run, but it'll allow you to go to the fourth tier to beat the final boss, to fight the final boss. So uh, once you play through three times, sorry, once you beat the third boss, you play through again. And uh, there's like a special elite who gets like a random buff. Uh, and if you beat him, you get like a shard. Uh, there is a chest that has a shard and you have to choose the shard instead of the relic that you normally get. And there is... Um, oh yeah, instead of resting at a uh, at a campsite, you can choose to get a shard, which would mean like if you were at a... If you were at a campsite and you could choose to get a shard... It would mean you'd normally upgrade a card instead. Um, once you get those three shards, you go to the fourth tier. You do, what is it? One rest, one shop. You go to the shopping person. You do an elite fight. And then you do the final boss. And the final boss is fucking rough. It's got like fuck tons of health. Like I think a thousand health. Uh, and you can only do uh, a limited amount each turn you can't mm -hmm. you can't one turn kill this thing and so while i was fighting it 
uh it started off pretty rough because it does a fuck ton of damage as well it does all these fucking debuffs so it's all these cards into your deck uh so i was i was i was feeling it and then when i did my shiv play where i just played a bunch of fucking ship cards all the exhaust cards that got randomly assigned to me had like poison i just sort of fucking lucked into a shit ton of poison and i had a couple of potions and so what i wound up doing was i hit it with like a couple of like poisons and then i doubled the poison and like duplicate and then i had this card that doubled the poison and i used a potion to duplicate that card so i played that twice and uh all of a sudden i was doing all my shiv attacks i had shitloads of fucking defense but also it had a fuck ton of poison so it was just eventually going to die like it was i think it only took four turns i just had to survive the next four turns and it would die and that's what happened i basically got extremely lucky i would have done it with my shiv fucking build it would have been a little bit hairy because of the inserted cards and because i couldn't do uh i had a limited amount of damage that i was allowed to do but yeah it worked out eventually it's good um so there was that and then i uh i looked up how large the mods on uh on slay the spire were which felt like slightly risky business i guess mm-hmm. but uh yeah i looked it up to see how large they were and uh they were about like 60 megs they weren't big so i grabbed a couple of mods for slay the spire because it was all i could fucking play right i'm like what are they adding to the game characters so there's there's two there's one that everyone goes nuts about called marissa uh which is apparently is some character for, from some fucking anime and uh i'm not wild about the art style because it's very anime uh but the card art is like exceptional really good and it is quite like as characters go it's quite well balanced she sort of concentrates on like building up to a like massive finale type thing like she Mm. uh she plays a lot of cards that like will convert into something much bigger eventually um which is pretty cool that's a bit of a running theme because the other mod i played was called jorb's wanderer trilogy which i downloaded entirely because it was called jorb's and i felt like that was a sign and uh that had three characters in it i've only done one you have to win as the first one before you can unlock the next one and i have not succeeded at winning as the first one yet uh but it's a very interesting one where you've got all these like you've got these like 12 different fucking like i don't know magic sigils i guess and you randomly assign a sigil and each of these sigils gives you a buff and a debuff and yeah it's sort of there's an element of rng in there but as you build out your deck you're able to manage that rng more and more and so you wind up starting out actually pretty powerful because the rng is generally always quite helpful uh it'll be like something like uh give you one week like uh so you do 
less damage, but give your opponent three weak. And so they do, like, at the start, three weak is heinous. That's, they're doing no damage at all. So it doesn't matter if you've got one, because that expires after a turn, it, but them having three means they do no damage and fuck all damage for the next two turns. Uh, and so, mm-hmm. yeah, it winds up, like, it's very clever in that it's, yeah, weirdly quite balanced. While it's RNG, you you feel like you're in a, in a lot of trouble, but then it turns out, yeah, it's not that bad. And then as the enemies get more powerful, your deck also builds out in a way that allows you to sort of manage that RNG a lot more and you can point your deck in certain directions that allow you to force out those sigils in a way that is more beneficial to you. And you still have to manage, obviously, the debuffs and the buffs and stuff like that. But... um once you like get a, a hang of it, it, it feels quite good. Uh, my only real problem is uh, I just don't, I don't know all the cards yet. And it's one of those things where you see a card you haven't seen before in a run and you grab it just to see how it plays out. Cause uh, they have also got like a lot of new card text, uh, like uh, abilities and stuff that, that just don't exist. There's like this break ability uh, where he, loses his shit and it seems like that's something that you're supposed to manage pretty carefully in this character but i still don't really understand it and the other thing is all the card art on in this mod is like ms paint uh which it's like woeful it's pretty entertaining to start off with you're like ah that's terrible but uh, after a while you're like eh eh whatever i don't i don't care too much about card art i guess uh but yeah, when it's like aggressively bad, I think I can't help but notice. That's the yeah, that's the only thing. But uh, from a gameplay perspective, it's very good, which I like. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, two mods: Wanderers Trilogy, Jorbs Wanderers Trilogy, and Marissa. Marissa is the one that everyone fucking raves about. Actually, I don't know. I think I prefer Jorbs, but I'm Jorb. So what are you gonna do? What could you say? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, is that all the games I've played? That's all the games. Yeah, it's all. It's the Luke show from me. Oh, no, Minecraft. Should Minecraft. Minecraft real quick. Yeah. I don't have heaps to say about it. It was uh, another fucking small game I figured I could get away with downloading on my uh, limited data. Uh, mm-hmm. The only problem was when I downloaded it, I couldn't also download uh, the one mob mod that I pretty much always use when I play Minecraft, which is a grapple hook mod. Uh, yeah, I basically don't play Minecraft. I can't grapple hook. I, I just don't understand why they don't add it to the game. Like, I guess, like, from my perspective, I think people play Minecraft for different reasons to me, but I play Minecraft to go spelunking. Uh, and if you're spelunking, you need a grappling hook, as Bruce Wayne found out, or as Bruce Wayne attempted to explain to uh, Lucius Fox. So, uh, yeah, I just want my fucking grapple hook. You know, you want to be able to, like, zip up some areas or, like, stop yourself from when you're falling and all that kind of stuff. Like, it's just, it's cool. I don't understand. Start a fucking grapple hook. I feel like, 
but that sort of misses a bunch of the point of Minecraft of being like, oh, how do I get up to that place or down to that place? And then having to like dig your way over there kind of removes an aspect of the game. See, digging your way places, like dig, <laughs> fucking building a bunch of stairs. It's like maybe, right? Maybe if I hadn't played a hundred plus hours of Minecraft over the course of my life, I would accept that. But I have played more than 100 hours of fucking Minecraft. And I just don't care to fucking dig place. Like, it's so tedious building yourself some stairs. I did notice, how long have you been able to, like, just walk into a block and it automatically jump you up? How long has that been around? Maybe I just haven't noticed it before. I didn't play a lot of Minecraft, so I have no idea. Anyway. Um, So, anyway. uh, I I couldn't get my grappling. But what I noticed was... uh, They've changed how cheating in the game works. Because once again, to go back to having played 100 hours of fucking Minecraft, uh, yeah, I don't really want to go through the process of, uh, you know, eh, I just want to go spelunking. And I don't want to die to the first fucking skeleton I meet because I couldn't be fucked mining 16 tons of fucking coal so I can smelt some fucking iron so I can make some fucking armor or make a sword. So I just, usually I just like pop a little quick... Slash give Joe Jojo Iron Sword, right? I don't go crazy. I'm not like doing fucking diamond armor all over the fucking shop or whatever. I just like give myself the basics to skip ahead to the point where I don't have to do all the. I don't have to do the three days that every Minecraft every Minecraft game starts the same way, right? The first day, you dig a hole in the ground and you cover it. With dirt, so you don't die to the first creeper that walks along, right? And then the second day, after punching 16 more fucking trees, you eventually have enough, uh, have the ability to make some fucking torches, and you can go just low enough to eke your way out a little bit of iron, and you're still using wooden fucking everything, and it's fucking garbage, right? And then, yeah, that's like the first 16 hours of fucking Minecraft are boring as fuck. But once you've got all that basic shit, you can just go do whatever you want. You can go spelunking, you can go fucking find some fucking room that's full of, like, got a box full of fucking spiders, and you're like, well. Slender Man. Yeah, well, yeah. 16 fucking Slender Mans. You're like, uh, I might just wall this one back up. You know what? I'm going to go a different direction. That type of shit. But uh, yeah. yeah, they changed how cheats worked. And at first, I was fucking, I'm like, what is going on? This is much worse. But. It's actually pretty fucking good. You like slash give Joe Jojo and you just press I I R and it'll like iron everything and you can just tab through that shit. It's a lot faster to yeah. cheat now. It's pretty good. I was very confused. Like uh auto completes and like Quake used to have and stuff like that. Yeah. It's pretty console good. commands. I don't think yeah. they ever had it before. Well not the last time I played Minecraft. It's been a while since I last played Minecraft. Um anyway. Uh that's about it. That's me. That's uh that's nice. Playing playing games without the internet is whatever you've got installed on your computer uh, yeah. that doesn't require the internet, which, as it turns out, not a lot of my games. Uh, yeah. Anyway, what have you been playing? What do you got? Yeah. Tell us what you got. Not Yeah, not a super busy week. Um, just a bit of everything, eh? Uh, so I guess Assassin's Creed Odyssey was the big one I spent a lot of time on. Um, it's been one of the games that I wanted to jump back into for a while now. And then with all the Assassin's Creed talk coming up in the news, um, thought it was about time I went and, and checked it out. 
And so I spent maybe 15, 20 hours playing during the week. Um, Got a bit further than what I did the first time that I played it, which uh, if you haven't played Assassin's Creed Odyssey, it's set in sort of uh, ancient Greece where you can pick between two characters, male, female. Uh, They're both twins, I believe, Um, or brother and sister. And then this kind of sets you off on a a journey uh, in Greece going through and stabbing people uh and yeah i uh i don't know i I, i'm not a fan (laughs) of the game i think it's very um there's a lot going on like there it's a huge world there is so much to explore but even though there's a lot to explore it feels like it's kind of empty because there's just not a lot to do it's very repetitive there's a lot of uh the amount of times I've had to go find herbs for people so that they could have better sexy time, like, is kind of weird. Uh, it's just the amount of... I think I've done it, like, four times now where someone needed herbs because they need... Like, some dude's pole wasn't working, I think was the phrasing. Um, but I've done that a bunch. Uh, you kind of liberate different areas and side with either the Spartans or the Athenians or Athens or whatever they're called. Um, and you do that by sort of uh, taking out outposts and setting certain things on fire or destroying them. And then once the city becomes weakened, you can then um, take out commanders and then go to war with each other. But there doesn't seem to be any ramifications about being like, oh, who am I going to choose to side with? It's just kind of like you pick a faction and you fight with them. Like there's it's not, there's no consistency so you can kind of pick one team in this area and then in the next area pick the completely different other team. And the only way that I've been selecting what I do is uh, depending on which team you want to side with, there are, there's a bunch of loot in the game and the team that is, I guess, more challenging, you get better loot. So whoever has the better loot, I always fucking side with them. Um, <laughs> so there's no, there's just no like reason to do any of that. I, I had a look at, uh, look on Google as far as I could determine to sort of see like, um, should I be going with the same team every time? Or uh, is, is there any reasons why I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing? Um, and people were just basically like, nah, there's, it matters nothing for the story <laughs> or anything. You can basically go into an area, liberate it, team up with one side, uh, win that battle, and then go and do it again. Like, burn all the things you need to have have another war and then team up with the other side like just backwards and forwards like there's no reason to do any of it other than you getting more gear um so that's kind of very repetitive each area is sort of split up into like a i know it's like voting right like you've got all these suburbs and, and uh but all the suburbs are sort of set up into like a county or or whatever and uh you know that's the sort of area that you're in so that's that's sort of how this works in Greece. You've got all these different regions, but overall they're like combined together and they eventually go to war. Um, so you've got that. That's really repetitive. You've got the missions that I'm finding really repetitive. Um, the story is just very non-engaging for a game that is like an Assassin's Creed game. I don't think they've mentioned anything yet about assassins or the, <laughs> um, Templar. You know, the kind of story that you expect from Assassin's Creed game. They're going to join this weird, you know, culty thing, whatever's going on. And you're just like, I don't, 
I don't think they've mentioned it once yet, and I'm like 20 hours of the game. Yeah. There's definitely weird Assassin's Creed shit going on that you you experience, like weird fucking alien stuff, uh, weird you know technology and that sort of thing. But at no stage did I ever get a spiel about if she's in the Creed or like how she got her wrist blades or nothing like that. It's just kind of like go. Just it's been at a fucking like I'm playing a completely different game, so. That stuff is something I don't like, especially for me who is quite invested in the story side of that. Like yeah. you play Assassin's Creed Origins and you start off in ancient Egypt and you learn about how, you know, how the stuff sort of came to be. And yeah, that was a fantastic game. Um, and I really like what they did with that story. And then here it's just, I just cannot care about anything that's going on. I just not interested in the story at all. Uh, the things that they're doing just seems very boring um the world is although fast and expansive just seems quite dead um you know it's a pretty game and that sort of stuff but otherwise this is what I'm i was just kind of going last week right like point the, a to point b it needs to be better like more directed right yeah yeah like, it's, it's just no focus on it yeah yeah 100 percent. well like to give you an example um you kind of each sort of region is split up like a think of it as in like an rpg right you're getting levels and experience and getting better gear and each region has a like a, a level associated with it like this is region uh you know f- one to five and then this next one is like five to nine uh and then there's three more regions that are like five to nine and there was a part where i got uh to an area and the next mission set me off to an island somewhere which was like um 15 to 20 or something like that right because i think i'm about on level 20 at the moment and along the way there's all these there's like four or five different regions that are like 14 to 18 or like 15 to 19 and i'm sort of like sailing past all these areas i'm like am am i coming back here or or am i going to hit 20 and then go from 20 to 25 and miss all this shit and so i stopped at one of those islands Mm. or stopped it um back on the mainland and then jumped off because I saw a mission marker and then went and did that mission. And there's a couple side missions, but it doesn't seem like uh, I'm coming back there. Like, it seems like a really interesting area where there's stuff that I haven't seen before. It was like a, a salt a salt lake, lake and uh, a sea that was covered in red, like that sort of stuff. But if I didn't jump off and go and do that, I kind of would have missed it. It just was off as far as I can tell, because I'm eventually going to outlevel that area. Um, cause I'm just so far above it. It was like a level 14 area. Right. And I was already 16. So I hadn't, I wasn't going there. I was going past those islands. And so that was kind of like you sort of said, it's, it feels like it needs more direction. Like I should, there should be a reason for me. Like as I'm going into that area, then I find all these other side missions, but otherwise I'm just kind of sailing past. Yeah. And, and it's not like that's one area. I can understand if it was, one location that i would be sailing past and be like oh let's go check that out like i'm sort of on the way but it's not that it's there's four other regions around me that are all the same level as me and i'd end up i could easily spend like four hours just doing each one of those and then i'd probably out level the next four regions and then i get to a point where i've snowballed so much that there's there's no point doing all this stuff anymore because i'm not getting the gear that i need to um so i just I was having fun playing it, but I just felt like every time I I found something that I didn't like, I was like, man, I just 
quite a disappointing game. Like there's a lot going on. It's very ambitious. It just feels it feels like a game <laughs> that was um, not focused, and it literally had the thing we talked about last week of what ten studios making it all designed by committee, right? Like yeah, yeah, too many um, chefs. So anyway, yeah, very pretty game, and it just sort of reminded me a lot of like, oh man, I just I was. I had this hankering to jump in and play Red Dead Redemption from it right. um, just because I wanted that experience. And I ended up firing up Red Dead Redemption. And it took me 20 minutes. Red Dead Redemption 2, sorry. It took me maybe 20 minutes. And I was like, I'm not going back to Assassin's Creed. <laughs> like, just because it drew me in so much. I was like, this world is so much better. Like, the story is fantastic. And it, it all that took was 20 minutes. And I was I was done with Assassin's Creed. And so yeah. I've been playing Red Dead Redemption 2 um, for about two days now. And that game, man, it's fucking... There's a reason why it is <laughs> my game of the year and yeah. one of the best games of, of this generation. Yeah. Uh, it, it's uh, it's the characters, the world building, like just the sort of things you don't get from looking at a game like Assassin's Creed Odyssey where I can be out in the world riding my horse and come across something that that completely takes me off guard and then that sets me down like another chain of events like that doesn't happen in assassin's creed it just feels like you're going from there's just so much in the world that you don't have time to stop everything looks the same (laughs) all the time you're like i'm in another forest whereas in in um red dead like i can i know exactly where i am like every region of that game looks, looks different from somewhere else um and so yeah the the moment that I jumped back in. I was like, I, I don't need to play Assassin's Creed anymore. I'm, I'm done with that. So, I am currently about forty percent of the way through Red Dead. I kind of picked up where I'd left off last time, which was in around about January, uh, February, when I was playing it a lot then. So, yep. yeah, I'm definitely going to stick with it. I, I feel like the next uh, next week or so, I'll, I'll churn out another good chunk of that. But, um. Seems like they've been rolling out patches every once in a while. Like I, I think I might have even got a patch like while I was playing it the last day or two. Um, right. Yeah. Like a, a gig or two. But after that, I want to jump in and check out the online mode as well because um, I only played a little bit of it when it was in beta on the PlayStation. But it seems like it'd be pretty cool. Anyway, um, so it's Red Dead Redemption Two. The other game that I briefly played was borderlands 3 the mayhem 2.0 mode came out last week and that basically introduces a bunch of new mayhem levels um to the game previously there was uh like four or five uh and this one adds another five right and a bunch of modifiers into the game so when you increase your mayhem level there's modifiers that could be like um i think there's three and there's different tiers. There's like uh, easy, medium, hard or something like that. And it could be something as basic as like whenever, um, you know, you kill an enemy, they drop some sort of orb and it causes ice damage or something like that. Uh, and there's like three different modifiers in each tier that you can actually re-roll. So if you get something that you're like, I just fucking hate that modifier. <laughs> like every time this enemy has that thing, um, you don't want to do it, so you can just re-roll. And it just dice roll these modifiers. And there's a bunch of them on there. It just kind of changes it up so it's not just purely, you know, enemies with more damage or more health, but they've got 
special skill sets or it could be something like you do less damage um things like that so that's in there now but i only played one mission um purely because for whatever reason they launched this without uh weapon labels on their guns for what mayhem level you're at so what i mean by that is when you pick up a new weapon it's associated to your mayhem level now um so that you can finish a mayhem level and you're getting cool gear and then you can up the game to the next mayhem level and then start grinding that one and then getting better gear but there's no indication at the moment like oh this is a mayhem four level gun or this is a mayhem level three level gun like they forgot to put the fucking labels on the actual weapon so you don't actually know what gun you're getting right what mayhem level it is um they're apparently patching this in the next patch Yikers. but they seem to un- undercook this update or just i don't know what happened like some weird brain fart but that wasn't in there for some reason um so i've stopped i played the one mission and i'm gonna wait for them to patch it again and put this update out and then i'll i'll jump back in and keep playing it but um seems like a good change i upped the mayhem to i'm thinking i'm playing on four at the moment um but then i just i just couldn't tell like i'm not that invested in borderlands where i can be like oh i'm going after this gun or like this is the build I need to do to to get to the next mayhem. Like I kind of just want to see the guns that are dropping and like what mayhem level I'm getting these guns at. And at the moment, it doesn't sell, show you, so that's a bit annoying. Yeah. So I'm gonna wait for that one. Yeah. Um, the other game that I played a bunch of is uh, Gears Tactics, which we talked about last week, the strategy tactics game based in Gears of War. Yep. Um, I guess. The only thing I can sort of say about that game is that it's it's getting to the point where I'm seeing a lot of the same missions over and over again. Right. Um, like the same types. I talked about it last week, how I enjoy that there's some v- variety in terms of the things you sort of go out and do in each campaign. Um, it's not just going to an area, eliminate the enemies, and then you're done. We'll get from point A to point B. They're trying to change it up a little bit. Um, but the one where you go out and you you take two team members and then they're trapped in these like weird sarcophagus things and you have to go rescue your your teammates. Mm. I've done that like a bunch, (laughs) like too many times. And it just feels very samey. They're they're definitely a bit more challenging those ones because you start off with just the two characters, but I feel like you get to a point where it maybe gets a bit too easy because you're no longer just the two characters. You're now three characters or you're now four characters because every time you rescue one of these extra um, prisoners, you they become part of your team and they jump in and start causing mayhem with you. Yeah. So um, just that particular sort of mission type I'm seeing a lot and uh, I just don't really care for it. Like I'd like to see some more variety or some um, better ways of portraying that specific goal of being like rescuing these things as opposed to like every mission that i do looks the fucking same it seems like that you know there's obviously different tile sets and whatnot but the aesthetic of the game hasn't changed a whole lot it's still rubble buildings and um that sort of brownish color orange brown color that's got going for it so i'm still digging the game having a lot of fun with it um but I'd like to see some more variety in there. It's it's just sort of starting to tire on me a little bit. 
that one's cool. Um, and the last game I've been playing is Valorant, the Riot Games first-person shooter competitive game. Counter-Strike um, ripoff. Counter-Strike slash Overwatch ripoff. Rip uh, it does, and like I said last week, does a fantastic job of ripping off Counter-Strike because it feels fucking awesome. It's, yeah. a, it's a really good shooter. Um, I just jump in every once in a while and play like a round. Mm. It's, it knocks out maybe 40 minutes each one. Sure. Um, there's a couple things I want to talk about that I think they need to improve. Obviously, the game's in closed alpha. I think it's closed alpha at the moment. Um, lever penalties. I want to see them do something about that. Maybe there is something in there for ranked, but in casual play, it ain't there. And so I've had games where uh, it gets close to the end and people just leave. And that kind of screws things up because now you're understaffed or very outnumbered, like especially on maps where there's maybe three sites you need to defend and you've now got four players. Oh, yeah. And you're extremely three, spread. Three sites, I've seen that a couple of times watching streams. Obviously, I haven't watched any streams in the last week, but I've seen it a couple mm. of times and it just seems fucking weird. Like, I don't... It's like, it's a six-player game, right? Six-player side. Is it? Yeah. Yeah? Like, I don't think there should be th- three sides. I just... I think two sides is pretty fucking rough uh, to, mm. to for defenders as it is, right? Like, if you make the maps correct, um, two sides is usually pretty fucking tough. Uh... Yeah, I don't know, man. Three's a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. There's and especially when people start dropping, like it's just even harder to to deal with that. Um, and that it's even harder to keep those other players playing when you're now losing every game. Yeah, like what's the point of sticking around in that stage? May as well just leave if you're yeah. not going to win it. Um, so I'd like to see some sort of leave a penalty system in there. Even it's just the stuff we were talking about recently, like. You know, stop them from playing for f- five, ten minutes, or you know, deter them from just leaving the game. Um, the other thing is the the stuff I was talking about last week again, like the the visual noise of the game or the visual language of the game. Yeah, I had one round where I I've looked it up now. Um, I ran over a tripwire, and the way the tripwire works, from what I can understand, is it's something one of the agents puts down on the surface. And if you go through it, you trigger a um, some sort of countdown or after a couple of seconds, it basically attaches the tripwire to you, sort of like a tether. Right. Um, and it, it sets off like a concussion or it sort of impairs your visual where you're looking. Uh, and I think it also pings where you are so the other players can see through the wall possibly i'm not 100 percent sure because i'm just trying to remember what happened but anyway I, I i ran they're invisible as well you can't see them um right as far as i'm aware because i didn't see it and i've seen other people put them down and they look invisible to me sure so i went through this thing and i didn't really know what was going on because it's the first time i've gone through it and and then all of a sudden I couldn't move. Like I could move, but only in a small area. Like I couldn't understand what was going on. Right. And I didn't know how to get out of it. And then the other team came and killed me. Sure. Um, and then so someone on my team said, oh, you need to 
shoot the mine after you're tethered. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, is this this guy's job? He just goes around telling people this all the time. Right. Like, there was no indication to me that, oh, I needed to find the mine and then shoot it. Yeah. Well, as far as I knew, I just fucking, I didn't even know what was going on at that stage. I just couldn't move properly. Yeah. Um, so I had to go look it up on Google. And that's the thing I was talking about last week. Just like the spells of these heroes or the, their abilities, you just don't know what the fuck they're going to do. Mm. Uh, and that's one example where I was just like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like just, in Rainbow, you sorry, get you yeah. get a you get a goo mine on you, right? It comes yep. up on the screen saying you've got a goo mine. Press, press this remove. button to get rid yep. of it. All right. In this, it was just like me not being able to move and not understanding what the fuck was going on for like yep. five seconds, and then I died. I'm like, cool, that's fun. Um, or and that's like just little- junk rat in in fucking Overwatch, right? There's a big yeah. fucking trap and it makes a big noise it, it, yeah it goes back into third person right? right and then it shows you yeah like undoing it or whatever the fuck like yeah it's very yeah. fucking obvious yeah maybe it told me I was tethered but I couldn't like I'm playing a fucking competitive shooter I'm not looking at the screen <laughs> to see what's going on all I could tell was I couldn't move uh, yeah. and that's like the that's the thing that's not just one example it, it sort of comes to a bunch of different abilities where I'm like, all right, like like I've said before, what is that fucking glowing orb thing doing? Like, if I go into it, am I going to take damage? Or is it just a smoke screen? Um, or I've had like, I've played as, I'm playing as the, um, I think her name's Viper, and she puts down toxins. Um, she can do like a gas cloud, but it seems like I can't go through the glass, gas cloud because I get damaged as well. Um, just like weird things like that where I'm, you don't understand the rules until you actually go and interact with them. And by that stage, it's like, what am, so what am I supposed to do? Like walk through every fucking thing that I, f- I see and see what it does and then try and figure out how to solve that in a competitive shooter. Like they're trying to be, like I said last week, they're trying to be in an esport, and yet it's very hard as a, even as a player to be like, oh, okay, this is what the game is trying to tell me. Like if you're spectating the game, you'd have no fucking clue what is going on. Uh, I think that's a that's a problem they're going to have. Obviously, it's going to be popular for the people that are in the game, like they're really into it, but uh, I think there's just a lot of design choices that could be implemented a bit better. Because um, at the moment, I just don't like the the weird glowy, everything's a bright color, you don't really know what it does sort of thing that they're doing at the moment. Like, uh, oh, there's a giant black ball in the air oh there's there's like three different types of giant black uh, yeah. giant balls that i've seen there's like the the smoky one there's like a black one there's a green one i think there's a purple one like i don't know what the fuck the differences are they're just giant balls in the air yeah it's, it's so strange anyway anyway i'm still so digging the not game even the worst thing about valorant huh <laughs> not even <laughs> the, worst the worst thing, thing? that valorant has done to you <laughs> this week no I only Um, delayed the start of this podcast for fucking half an hour. Yeah, so Valorant, we talked about this a couple weeks back about their anti-cheat solutions. Uh, They've since addressed what is going on with the anti-cheat and they put out an update, which I did get. Um, Their anti-cheat is called Vanguard and it runs on your computer all the time. Uh, It runs during boot up and unlike a lot of anti-cheat, solutions it's not like you start up a game and then the anti-cheat boots up and off it goes this is running permanently on your computer all the time 
Um, and they didn't seem to be able to switch it off, at least. You had to actually go in, either delete the install or stop it from booting up in the system files. Um, and what I found is they've now, this new update, they've put a like a task a task little icon in there, which tells you that it's running. Right. You can kill it, so it stops working. But in that case, you can't play Valorant anymore. You have to reboot your computer. Sure. And then it hooks back into the um the kernel. Um. Sweet. The other thing that That's... it's doing is it'll. I know, like, like, you know, I played some uh, Warzone. <laughs> Yesterday, and uh, you know, I had to download 15 gigabytes or whatever, and I was like, I'm eh, oh, sorry, 20 gigabytes. <laughs> Everyone of, was still cheating. 20 gigabytes of satchel uh, space, and uh, it was pretty good. And then I jumped in, hmm. had to, you know, uh, an update uh, needs you to restart, and so I had to restart the game. And then I had to fucking download some shaders, and I was like, wow, like in terms of launching a game, this is this is just a uniquely shitty fucking experience, but. At least I didn't have to fucking reboot my entire computer just to play a fucking video game. That is fucking yeah. insane. Every time I want to play a video game, no less. Unless I want fucking Valorant to be watching everything I do, which I don't. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. So, yeah, you got to reboot your PC to get Vanguard running again. So If I've killed play. it. If you've killed it. Yeah. Which I presume yeah. you do. I do most of the time. Yeah, they're, they're looking at alternate solutions at, at the moment because uh, they're addressing this particular anti-cheat, uh, what it's doing. Mm. Uh, but you get notifications. I'm getting notifications that pop up on my screen saying Valorant has, or Vanguard has blocked an application from running. Um, I'm getting two of them. One of them is my uh, MSI control center, which is part of my i think it's my motherboard or my one of my cooling fans can't remember yeah i've got msi software that runs sure. so it's blocking whatever that is uh for, for whatever weird reason i'm getting weird usb error messages when i boot up saying that my U, one of my usbs isn't working properly cool. um we had problems getting the podcast going today yep because my webcam wasn't working properly sure. i had to yeah. kill a bunch good. of stuff just weird shit has going along since it's installed this last couple of days. Like when we spoke about this, right? When all of this cropped up the first time and we were, and we were talking about this, we were like, I remember mm. we're like, okay, it is not ideal, but I understand what they're doing. Right. Yeah. I understand why the, the, it's running the way it is. What they're trying to do is, you know, have it, you can't inject around it because it, you can't have something inject before it on boot. So I understand yeah. why it's doing it this way, but at the same time, you know, we understand the security concerns because obviously there are security concerns. This yeah. isn't a security issue. This is fucking incompetence. It's fucking with your applications. But it's, it's some sort of fucking screw up, right? That's so much worse, right? Hmm. You want people to have faith in you fucking, like, frankly, overbearing anti-cheat uh solution you gotta have some like the fucking qa on this has to be fucking flawless you can't like shit this stuff in you can't just sort of like half-ass yeah. it at any point that's it right as far as i'm concerned vanguard's done like 
I'm not installing Valorant. Not, not unless I can get a fucking guarantee. Uh, like, it's going to be very tough. I'm, I'll probably flip-flop on this and succumb to the insane curiosity I have for this game when it eventually hits Australian shores. I, I am unbelievably curious about how it functions. Uh, but, like, I just... Vanguard's fucked, man. Like, you can't have this fucking shit running in the background on your computer literally just fucking up stuff on your fucking motherboard all over the fucking place. That's crazy. Like, they can't yeah. fucking do that. They, like, how could they let that fucking go? That's nuts. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, and it, it gets to the point where I'm, I'm trying to fix things that I'm not sure of even it is. Like, is it Vanguard or is it something else? Like, I haven't, I haven't changed anything on my computer. I haven't installed anything. It's the only thing that I know that's on there now. Um, you know, and, and while we we're trying to get the podcast up and running, I was like, I'll just kill Valorant or Vanguard and then reboot Discord and we'll see. And it worked yeah. a couple of times. Like, it's just, it's blocking stuff that I don't know what's blocking. And um, anyway, I like, I don't reboot my computer often, but when I do, I noticed that that message was popping up saying, hey, we blocked this thing from running, this executable from running. I'm like, okay, that looks like something, like I said, my motherboard or my system fan, the MSI application. Um, so, yeah. And I know the I know the actual icon is, is gone from my taskbar. So <laughs> it's usually there. It's not there at the moment, which yeah. I can use to track my, fuck around my fans and all that sort of thing. So it's blocked that. Yeah. I, and like you said, it needs to be flawless and needs needs to not fuck with my applications because at the moment that's what it's doing. And yep. you know, at what point are they gonna? They're gonna have to be like on top of it all the time. Yeah. For when you know new updates come out or you, you try and install an application that doesn't work. Um, or like any time, so. like yeah, right, like so. Are you going to have to fucking jump on Riot's fucking site every time you want to install some fucking new new program? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I was going to overclock my RAM. So uh, be- guess I better send- pop off an email to Riot to see if I'm allowed to fucking do that. Right? Like, uh, yeah. Uh, my- I've got a new fan controller. Uh, better see if it's on the Riot approved list of fan controllers. Like, what the fuck is... Ca- What's that... Ed- end state here like what the fuck is supposed to happen here you just check in dear right am i allowed to install this game uh because uh, i just wanted to check in and make sure it wasn't gonna fuck up uh because vanguard's installed uh like hmm. that's fucking insane they're fucking nuts that's fucking oh my lord yeah that's good yeah. it's so cooked yeah it's pretty it's pretty wild <sighs> um Hilarious. Anyway, but like the game, I'm still digging the game. The game is very good. Uh, it just needs some some shit around it sorted out. So, well, I guess it's in beta, but yeah. Yeah, or alpha or whatever it is. Whatever. All right, I think that's it. That's it. Looking yeah. through the list. Short episode. Seems like it, yeah. Well, last week was like four hours. So that's true. Make up for it. We can blast through some news, though. There's a bunch here. Um, First one is The Last of Us Part 2. A trailer obviously dropped today. I haven't watched it. I'm not interested in watching it. I'm pretty content with just playing it when it comes out at this stage. I don't need a trailer to sell it um, for me. I'm already in. Yeah. Um, 
But on top of that, we talked about the leak that happened a couple of weeks ago. And since then, Sony has come out and said that they've found who was responsible for it, And it wasn't employees, as some of the rumors were going around, disgruntled employees. Yep. It's apparently hackers that managed mm-hmm. to get into um, old builds or old game builds and sort of find exploits in some of their older games. And by doing that, oh. we're able to get into their servers and find this stuff because i suppose they probably relaxed security somewhat because of the lockdown right to get everyone online and work from home and whatever yeah possibly um but yeah apparently these exploits were in older games like they found ways into their their system so that was interesting um but anyway it seems like sony knows who's done it and they're going after them yeah right and uh, that's probably not going to be a good end for those people probably not (laughs) if they do get they do find them but uh the other the other news i guess about last of us part two is that it's done it's gone gold neil Druckmann put up a video saying that it's done again it's very weird that this has been announced considering they delayed it indefinitely yep yeah three weeks ago and now it's, I yeah, just it's don't just understand. I, I'm yeah, pretty confused as well. Very confused. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, we got Cyberpunk 2077. Is sounding like it's coming out this year. Um, I'm pretty confident at this stage. It got rated for a, a bunch of classification boards around the world. Um, I think Australia is R18+, plus, if I read that correctly. But no censorship. Right. Yeah. Hasn't been changed. Nothing's been changed, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. It's pretty huge. It's a big deal. Yeah, it's good. It is. Um, on top of that, they've announced the Night City Wire event, which will be taking place June 11th, uh, which would have been around about E3. Right. What, what that is, I don't know, but it'll be obviously some sort of gameplay reveal focus thing. They're they're going to be ramping up on the marketing of this one um, by the looks of it as it's coming out in September. Three months. Um, Yeah. And you can customize your genitals. Oh, that's that's all I want. Ten. Ten out of ten. Various sizes and combinations of genitals and there are sex scenes in first person. Players can select a gender and customize their character. Customization can include depictions of breasts, buttocks, and genitalia, as well as various sizes of combinations of genitals. Players can encounter events where they have the option to engage in sexual activities with other main characters or prostitutes. These brief sex scenes from a first-person perspective depict partially nude characters moaning suggestively while moving through various positions. Uh, but there will be no um, no censorship, so fuck yeah. It's very wild, yeah, that I got through. Yeah. Um, so the, the, I guess the big question is uh, small balls or big balls, Joe? Uh, like big <laughs> flappy balls, I think. Like, <laughs> you know, it's not just there's, there's big balls, right? You can have big balls, big tight balls, right? Or you can have big <laughs> flappy balls and... Yeah. Uh, Flappy balls, I think. Can the, you have one? What one big flappy ball, and or just one ball in general? Just one, yeah. One testicle, mm. like you had the other removed for whatever reason. 
I, yeah. I, I don't know. These are questions I want answered. These are the mods we need to make. Like, <laughs> yes. just, just one ball mod. I wonder if... Yeah, we, why not? Because like, I wonder if that would be an alt-right mod, though. Because, you know, Hitler only had one ball. Hmm. So, I don't know. Do we really want to associate ourselves with Hitler? Well, uh, about three. Three balls? Yeah. Uh, three balls and two dicks or just three balls? Just three balls. Um, I think we could do that. All different sizes. That's, yeah, it's probably trickier, but I think we can manage it. Yeah. We can manage it. What about three tennis? <laughs> Any more frames is like, <laughs> that's been, that's been done. Yeah, but it's, it's, a, it's a futuristic game. I think it needs to happen again. Okay. Yeah. We, let's do it. All right. Sweet. I'm in. And a micro. Cyberpunk. What if this is what the Night City event is all about? <laughs> Just answering these dumb questions. <laughs> I hope so. Three balls and yeah. a micro penis. And the person answering the questions is Keanu. Oh fuck yeah! And he doesn't know the answers. He doesn't. No. He doesn't have but the information required to answer. This them. is how they crunch the game. <laughs> like Keanu is like, yeah, that's in there, and they're like, fuck. Oh, yeah. They're like, no, Keanu, shut the fuck up, please. Stop it. I need you to stop it. And also, I'm now the main character. Oh, uh, no, <laughs> please. I I voice every line in the game, even the ones that aren't my character. No, shut up, Keanu. Why? <laughs> I talk like this when I'm a lady. <laughs> Classic. Yep. That's uh, it. Sweet. Yep. Xbox 2020 um, is starting tomorrow where they'll be talking about the future of Xbox uh, for the next, I guess, couple of months up until the launch of this uh, Xbox Series X console. Um, sounds like tomorrow we're going to be getting our first look at uh, some gameplay for games. Right. My money's going to be on ha- Halo. Like, Halo Infinite. They, they've already said that I think it was maybe even in this post that, uh, yeah, it says here, our goal remains to launch Xbox Series X and Halo Infinite this holiday. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if we get some some Halo stuff. It looks like we're going to get some Assassin's Creed, um, some sort of trailer. It'll probably be in-game, but not gameplay from what we're, we're reading. Um, they're talking about, like, uh, Halo Infinite, Wasteland 3, Minecraft Dungeons um, and Microsoft Flight Simulator will be available on Xbox Game Pass for PC. Yeah. So really pushing the, the Xbox Game Pass stuff. Yep. And the other big announcement, or the other thing they're talking about is like, it, it seems like all these games will be coming to Game Pass as well. Um, so they're really sticking to their guns with bringing it to all the platforms that they've got going for them. Yeah. Which is awesome. Uh, yeah. they're, they're nailing support uh, for the Game Pass system. Like they're really nailing that entire process, that entire system, that entire ecosystem. Hmm. Which is sick uh, because uh, I don't know. We've uh, we've been pretty big fans of it ever since we worked right. out its potential. And yeah continues to get love which is cool uh yeah. I'm, ex- I'm 
I'm excited to see some Halo Infinite if if that is what they're showing. I'd love to see some Wasteland Three. Uh, I just want to see what they they've got going there. Uh, and yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see what else they're showing. I haven't heard amazing things about Minecraft Dungeons. <laughs> okay, uh, but I'm I'm keen to play it because I like me some dungeon crawlers. Um. But yeah, you, I, I don't know. Do you want I to have to build a, a fucking set of stairs every time you want to go down a fucking level? Maybe. Maybe. That sounds pretty cool. Mm, oh, yeah, that's the dream. <laughs> Gold. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, like me being in this time zone now means that I can actually watch these events as well because they're on at reasonable times. Yeah. Uh, except for this. I think that's on at like 8 a.m. or something tomorrow. That's too early. That's ridiculous. Oh. But oh. Disgusting. It's insane. No. What if you went to um, bed at a reasonable hour? That's you know, you're just talking crazy. My bad. Stupid. Stupid crazy call. But yeah, so I mean it it'd be good because we'll get to see hopefully um them go into a bit more detail about a lot of the features that this thing will have, this console will have. Like being able to talk about um like what is this uh what are they calling it? Um smart delivery feature. Like what is that and how will that sort of work with games and um dive into a bit more of like the how the storage system will work or how the ray tracing is gonna gonna work um by having these events every month it'll be hopefully we'll get like a deeper dive into that stuff as opposed to a slide on e at e3 like a picture or something <laughs> um anyway hmm. it seems like we'll get an answer um, to a bunch of the questions I've been wondering very soon. And I'm, yeah. I'm keen to check out whatever they've got going tomorrow. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, on top of that, Assassin's Creed Valhalla was, I guess, officially announced. Uh, we talked about it last week. They were teasing it. And um, so this is the Assassin's Creed game being made by the Black Flag team and the Origins team, um, where you play as a Viking, male or female Viking. Um, I'm in. Like, I've, I don't like that they released a CG trailer. Um, I don't even know. I watched it. I might have watched half of it. It was like cool. <laughs> it doesn't really, like, unless it's a trailer for, um, like a universe I'm invested in. Yeah. Then I get excited. But otherwise, I don't know why we're doing. CGI trailers at this stage. It's like, no, I don't care. you're not, the, the, you're not the only person, Luke. Like, there are people who fucking get real fucking in on the old uh, Assassin's Creed type shit. So they'd be fucking all about this stuff. Assassin, like, yeah. despite despite our uh, you know uh, illusions of grandeur, um, we are sadly not as influential. <laughs> Uh, as we should be, uh, and people love games that we fucking hate. Uh, Assassin's Creed is definitely not a game we hate, but uh, yeah, it's uh, unbelievably popular as a series. Mm. Uh, so I get why they do this. You know, they're trying to fucking show off. Uh, but I would, yeah. What's going to sell it to us, I think, is gameplay, and that's not what this fucking trailer <laughs> Did. They released a couple of uh, screenshots and they look very pretty, but um, it's pointless, right? I need, yeah, I need to see <laughs> gameplay. Uh, I do not need to see, and I don't think we're going to get that tomorrow anyway. Uh, I think it's going to be no. in game, 
but it's not going to be i don't think it's gonna be gameplay <laughs> it'll be yeah they're gonna the, do the, the ea in engine bullshit <laughs> yep. yeah um anyway next up we've got uh doom eternal and mick gordon drama mm. this has been unfolding for like a week and a half two weeks now where i guess somebody posted some tweets or some like dms between mick gordon and a person asking about like uh the ost on the doom eternal soundtrack and why it was so bad something along the lines of that and basically mick gordon saying that he had nothing to do with <laughs> the travesty that was yeah. the ost um and that uh he probably isn't going to work with them ever again by the looks of it and so this kind of stirred up for about a week or so and then um marty was it marty stratton yeah ended up addressing it yeah on the reddit doom eternal page and put a very lengthy post about sort of what happened with the doom eternal ost and i guess the the, the mick gordon soundtrack as well for the game and went into very explicit details about how uh i don't know i'd put it as they kind of threw him under the bus and then left him there to get run over multiple times um they basically said that he was like it was sort of his fault and that he missed deadlines and yeah. that is the reason why the ost was the way it was uh that's essentially exactly what they said yeah they went into an extreme amount of detail like a timeline uh, basically yeah they break it break it all down um which yeah is yeah i, I found it to be um far more depth than i've ever seen before yeah uh, on something like this uh like maybe too far maybe i like i don't know i don't know i'm, I'm because it seems like there's it's, it's fucking long it's like maybe 2000 words or so uh and there there's still holes i felt like there were still bits that didn't make a lot of sense to me um yeah like i don't know they they're talking about how you know um mick wasn't able to meet his deadlines and all this kind of stuff um but then at the same time like, I don't understand why the deadline was the way it was. Like, why the deadlines were the way they were. If I recall, like, the, the soundtrack for Doom 2016 didn't come out alongside the game. It came out a little while later. It seems like they pushed everything up a little bit, but they don't really go into any of that. Um, I talk about Mick being contracted to do 12 tracks. I think he only did, like, 11 or something. Um, which doesn't explain why the rest of the OST sounds bad, right? Like, I, Mick was doing the soundtrack for the game. Like, he was doing the game, mm. and yep. he was doing this soundtrack. So he reduced what he wanted to be obliged to do, did 11 out of the 12... Or maybe I can't remember everything. He might have might have only done like ten, and then the eleventh at a later date, and he never really did the twelfth or something like that. Um, 
Yeah. And then, but there's there's still a lot of tracks. Yeah. It wasn't just a 12-track OST. So that doesn't, like, it doesn't really explain away, like, yeah, it doesn't explain away why the rest of the OST sounded bad. I guess they go into a bit of detail about how what they were using, they weren't using Mix Masters to make the OST, the other OST yeah, They were using his files. They were using, yeah, the, the game files, which is why they sound, um, like, munted. Uh I haven't listened to the fucking OST, so I don't really have a good basis of information of how this sounds or whatever. But it just it's confusing that they go into a lot of depth about the timeline, but they don't explain why the timeline was truncated compared to the timeline of Doom 2016. I suppose uh, Bethesda has a bit of a bad reputation with not delivering special edition stuff on time, what with the canvas yeah, bags and whatnot. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, like I don't know. This, this, there's. It feels like there's pieces missing hmm. from this story, uh, and and it's weird that you would outlay uh, outlay two thousand words explaining this, going into a, an extreme amount of depth. For me, I think for a lot of people, it's enough, uh, and it is uh, kind of like a, a con- condemning, like fucking. Uh, rip up of uh of of Mick, you know he 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 does come off like even 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 from my perspective he comes off looking bad, bad yeah. But from yeah from my perspective, the amount of depth only serves to highlight what I feel like are the missing pieces all the more. You know, like mm-hmm. it, it'd be like if you had a. I don't know why I'm all number analogies today, but uh, if you were to count to 10 and noticeably skip two and four, right? If you're one, three, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, you'd be like, why did you skip two and four, right? Well, I'm like, why Why did you skip two and four? I guess some people are like, what, they counted to 10? Like, they got to 10, though. Like, or if you, you know, go extreme, if you count to 2,000, but you skip two and four i'd be like why but why did you skip those ones right that just Mm -hmm. seems a bit weird you went you went far enough to to count all the way to 2000 why would you skip two and four i don't know it's just it just seems that just seems weird to me you know yeah um and yeah i would i i want to hear what mick like mick's version of yeah. of this this tale although i also wonder if he's allowed to to give his side of events because they are often under like operate under extreme ndas so well yeah i think at this stage he needs to because this this makes him look bad <laughs> yeah yeah uh it's not a quick question of whether or not he needs to though it's a question or not mm. of whether or not he can he can yeah uh, I assume being sued for breach of NDA would make him look worse. You know? Yeah. That's the thing. Um, like, regardless, regardless of whether or not there are pieces missing that make Mick look better, uh, I don't know, like, of the facts that they lay out, he definitely missed deadlines. That's that's straight up. 
right? Like, he definitely misses some deadlines. Um, so, yeah, like, uh, I don't think he can ex- explain his way out of that necessarily. I just want to know, like, I'm just fucking very curious as to what... Why, why is he missing those deadlines? Is there a reason or is it just maybe he wanted it perfect or he ran out of time? Could yeah. be a number of different things. Um, I think there is some stuff on there that sort of explains what he was saying back to them. But um, anyway, uh, there's still more juicy things in here. Um, in the one of the first paragraphs of of Marty's uh, open letter, he talks about um, working with Mick again. And it says here, when asked on social media about his future with Doom, Mick has replied, doubt will work together again. This was surprising to see as we have never discussed ending our relationship, sorry, our collaboration with him until now. But his statement does highlight a complicated relationship. And so he then goes on to talk about all these uh, issues and, and this complicated sort of uh, timeline of events. And then you scroll down to the bottom and the very last paragraph, or <laughs> one of the second, last paragraphs, last, yeah. it says here, as for the immediate future, we're at a point of, of moving on and won't be working with Mick on the DLC we currently have in production. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I found <laughs> this to be very weird as well. To highlight that they found it weird that Mick said he wouldn't be working with them again, and then to write off the idea of working with him again, it feels very manipulative, right? Like, Mm. it feels like they're trying to portray him as a bad guy for not wanting to work with him again, and then they're trying to have their cake and eat it too by saying they won't work with him again. Like, that's pretty weird. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't know. Maybe it was just, maybe it's just worded poorly. Maybe it's just worded poorly from a perspective of, and, you know, if, if it had had the sentence fragment as per Mick's wishes, we won't be working yeah. with Mick on the DLC. Like, this makes it look like it's his decision as the executive producer exactly. on the, the game. Yeah. We won't be working with him. Right? Like, as as a punishment for his transgressions, yeah. as listed in detail, but not full detail, above. You know, like, weird. It's weird, man. Like, it's just odd. Yeah. Like, it, was it, were they already not working with him because they decided they, maybe Mick was busy or, or they wanted to go with someone else? But the wording of that doesn't, doesn't give you the full story. Like, it makes it sound like them saying... This is the first time we've heard about Mick not wanting to work with us. Uh, and by the way, we're moving on and won't be working with him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Anyway. Um, I, I imagine we see something come out at some stage from Mick in an interview. Because, yeah, I just don't think it makes him look good uh, it, in this current form. Um, no. Being basically called lazy. Um in a very long open letter. So, and I guess we'll, and as always happens on the internet, people side with the most recent thing they've seen, the most recent information. Like, yeah, nobody's, nobody's been all like, oh, I wonder what Mick has to say about this, you know? 
Uh, people are just like, oh, yeah, fuck Mick Gordon. What a fucking prick. Oh, he missed deadlines. What a cunt. And then he tries to fucking pass it off in social media in private messages that have been screenshotted and then shared around. Um, so it's not like he's publicly putting Bethesda on blast. He's just answering questions from a fan. But fuck him anyway. What a prick. I don't know. Yeah. It's all a bit weird. Maybe um, he had the tracks and every time he delivered them, they were asking to change certain things. And by the time that happened, like... There are a billion things that <laughs> yeah, could have gone down. You know, like the, and like music production is always, always fucking uh, wrought with like errors and coups and like complications that nobody can see coming. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's that, that, like, there's 100% more to this story. 100%. Whether or not we get to see it, hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I hope we do, because I'm fucking all about that. Curious Who to is going to play Mick Gordon in the film, though? Fuck yeah. The film adaption. The film adaption of this amazing story. And who's playing you? Because you're in it somewhere, right? Talking about oh, how bad Doom was. They've got to be shitting on me <laughs> at some point. Like, they're going to have like fucking josh gad or some shit like just in his <laughs> nerdiest fucking glasses and be you know, like joab that's joab yep yeah uh speaking of films the borderlands films seems to still be kicking on uh, the latest piece of news comes from variety saying that kate blanchett is in talks to play lilith in this adaption uh <laughs> seems like they're gonna throw a lot of money at this thing Yes. If it eventually takes off. Yes, it does. Yeah. Um, my suggestion was that Brick should be played by Dave Batista because it seems like they're making a Guardians ripoff anyway, so why sure. not just have him play I like it. The big the big burly guy. I mean, how many people could play him? Is there like three people? Uh, it's like Dave the Rock. The mountain, mountain man. Oh yeah, mountain. Yeah, I saw. I was watching Gangs of London. I don't know if you've watched Gangs of London. Uh, right. It's a cool. It's a very cool fucking TV show. Uh, made by the dude who made The Raid. Okay. Yeah. And, Gareth uh, Evans. Gareth, Gareth Evans. Evans. Yeah. Uh, anyway, whatever. Whatever his fucking name is. Uh, I'm gonna find out in a second. Gareth Evans, and uh, in the last episode. There is this giant of a man. I've never seen anyone quite like him. Like, big enough that I'm like, is this dude a fucking... Like, is he a fucking... Is this a trick of perspective? Like, in the fucking Lord mm. of the Rings type shit? Like, what the yeah. fuck is going He's on? He's actually now? sitting on a chair or something like that. It's fucking crazy. Apparently, it's linked to the getaway. The game. Apparently, it's okay. related. To the getaway game, which is also crazy to me. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah, they can get that dude. He's he's fucking huge. The size of that man. He's a he's a he's a big unit. I got to find out who the fucking was. Anyway, it's fucking like the action sequences in in the show alone are fucking worth the price of admission. But it's a pretty good fucking story as well. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, do you do you feel like Guardians of the Galaxy was mentioned in this pitch meeting for this? 
like, yes, 100%. I feel like Guardians, like, I, I feel like James Gunn drew deep on Borderlands for Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, I, I don't think it's unfair that, to go the other way with it. Right. You know, you don't think so? Yeah, possibly. Possibly. I mean, he's obviously got a background in video games. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel like 100% uh he drew deep because it is that sort of ensemble goofy like yeah intro type shit i don't know yeah 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 absolutely and um that's it for the news we got some questions though um we got an email and also do we have any on discord uh do we have any dis i don't think we got any discord um no, we don't. I don't know if Johnny Bravo's question from last week got answered. I've got no idea because my oh. internet dropped out <laughs> for that portion. But we I did, did it. We did answer it. Okay. Look at this guy. Fuck yeah. Uh, so we got a, a question. Do we? From Paul. Yep. Here That's we it. go. Paul writes in again. Joby and Lukey. Previous question email was short and sweet. This is not. Yes, I do own a landline. If your parents and in-laws were in their, their 80s, then you would understand. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Uh, I did work on the billing of mobile services when, when when they were 007 numbers. So stop whinging about people using older technologies. Some of us are just older. That doesn't mean you, you should use older technologies. The fucking move with the times. Um but I guess it's harder to convince your, your parents. My mum uh, learned about calling on Facebook Messenger. Mm. And it is right. the worst development in my entire life. Because uh, <laughs> now, like it used to be, I'd be able to like just, you know, I've, I've, I think I've spoken at length this episode about how bad the reception in my apartment is. And so whenever like she was telling me the same story for the 40th time. Uh, I would just sort of walk into the kitchen and my reception would cut out. And I'd be like, oh, looks like my my, my connection's going. And uh, and I'd like hang up. But uh, now... Now that you've got a bridged router and two fucking, modems set up. <laughs> well, I've got fucking Wi-Fi for days and she's calling me on <laughs> Facebook Messenger. I can't get away from it. It's really fucked. Um... She's sending technicians around your house to fix the internet, all sorts of stuff. Right? Like, she's, yeah, she's more interrupted us before. Um, Luke, thanks for the review of Magic Arena. You apparently did not have the performance issues I've had since the beta of this game and continuing now with video freezes and long connection times. I do not have a crap PC. Oh. i7-2600K, 16GB RAM, 1080Ti with 11GB big one cable... We're going fucking, we're, we're learning everything Paul's got. Uh, big Pond Cable with 100 megabits per second, megabytes per second. Uh, obviously, Wizards of the Coast do not employ high-quality software optimization engineers. I've had these performance issues with every Wizards of the Coast title since Jewels of the Plane, Planeswalkers 2012. Um, hmm. Yeah, uh... I don't recall. I remember that there was one magic game I, I played because Junglist insisted and yeah. it ran like shit on my computer. And I, st I used that as an excuse to stop playing it. Uh, hmm. 
So I don't think it's just Paul that has these issues. Uh, it, it does seem like they, they aren't optimizing very well. But you didn't have any problems, yeah. Luke? No, not that I recall. I wonder yeah. if the connection issues are to do with matchmaking and if it's regional matchmaking, but also oh, yeah. um, skill-based matchmaking. I don't... Uh, you don't... Know. But, like, you don't have... Like, I never had any fucking connection issues in Hearthstone. I played Hearthstone mm. on a fucking... On the subway <clears throat> in the right. city. Like, on my phone. Like, yeah, no. There shouldn't be a connection. That's crazy. Um, thanks for your recommendation of Legends of Terror. I've certainly enjoyed... This game, more than Hearthstone, my only drawback is that I do not experience the synergy of card properties that I enjoy in Magic, but if this moves to mobile, I see it becoming my next toilet game. I think that's one of those things where, you know, Magic has had so long to develop its synergies. Hearthstone is quite, like, quite similar and actually yeah. had a similar issue in its early days where a lot of Magic players were like, I just, it's not as, there isn't the depth. And now... Hearthstone's got like too many fucking things interacting with one another because I know Magic too many of, chefs, too many cooks. Uh, yeah, Magic will sort of um, retire, uh, like entire uh, card properties, but Hearthstone hasn't done that as far as I'm aware. Um, and yeah, like there's now too many things uh, colliding. But yeah, I think that's something that will come to Legends of Runeterra over time, unless course why doesn't legends or terror have vanguard you know what if people are cheating at card games jacuse um my nephew wanted me to play warzone with him when it first started i'm a pc only player and he's ps uh, ps4 i did convince him to move the keyboard and mouse i agree the tactical position is vitally important for this game but i am what Job likes to refer to as a potato. A Gulag score of 1 to 20 easily reflects my FPS 101 skills, which makes my experience of running into players which have collected a loadout after I managed to work my way through a few kills extremely frustrating. This is my first experience with a battle royale, and it's likely to be my last. I prefer Battlefield, where my team play compensates for my suckiness of FPS 101 skills. Uh, when I hook up with a decent squad, I can regularly get in the top 10 for my side and probably top squad, even though my KD ratio is 1 to 15. Holy fuck. Um, yeah, like it doesn't, it, it's definitely not a game where it, it gives you any option other than to blap. You're going to get blapping. Well, although, I mean, apart from the fact that I think Battlefield Tuesdays might be dead um, because Battlefield is essentially dead. Like, we didn't really talk about that. Like we, I guess we briefly touched on it last. We talked about it last like, week, but like Battlefield's done. Hey, like it's over. Uh, they're not like they've got one more chapter, but based on the last chapter, the best we can hope for out of chapter six is that they don't fuck up the time to kill again. That's my dream, but I'm not that inclined to go back and play it anymore. Um, but mm -hmm. we were like, anytime you play with Nate, it's a squad every every fucking day um <laughs> uh this is one hell of this is this is a big email uh feedback on a game should be like a good review objective without bias of the two opinions given on final fantasy 7 remake one seemed objective the other seemed to be the feedback of someone who had 
uh, who had who'd had someone shit in his childhood cornflakes. One was review, the other was fanboy ranting. Should the feedback on a game be announced as review or opinion? On the plus side, this was the best Joe Brant in over twelve months. Uh, some people have. Uh, even stopped and stared while I laughed in the park while walking my dog while listening to the podcast. Uh, mm. Almost as funny as a Rock and Jonathan Coleman segment. Uh, Joe, your childhood experiences are entertaining, but if you put forward a review based on this one, uh, to one of your client websites, do you think it would be viewed as professional? Uh, there's a pretty uh, significant re- reason why I opted to not uh, review Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um uh, I don't know if objectivity is necessarily the end goal of a review, uh, but uh, I was able to personally recognize that uh, I have some pretty heavy-duty biases that I, I can't let go of when I think of that game. Uh, that said, fuck Final Fantasy VII Remake. Fuck it. And I, I saw think you just said fucking... I'm a better reviewer than you as well. Oh, my God. I wasn't reviewing the game. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Okay? You can't, like, wander in, right? And just because fucking... I didn't say it. Paul said it. Just because fucking... You finally hit a fucking free throw, Shaquille (laughs) O'Neal, doesn't mean you're suddenly better than MJ over here, okay? I'm still the fucking best. God damn it. Um... What was I going to say? I lost my fucking train of thought. You've completely fucking derailed me. I was going to say something. It was going to be poignant. Interesting. It had panache. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what it was. Um, fuck. Oh, yeah. I saw fucking Kotaku. We're talking about how there needs to be a Crisis Core remake. They haven't even finished the fucking Final Fantasy VII remake yet. And people are like, oh, they should remake Crisis Core now. Get the fuck out of here. First of all, I don't think they'll ever remake Final Fantasy VII because whatever they're making at the moment isn't a fucking isn't a Final Fantasy VII remake. It's fucking do whatever the fuck <laughs> oh, you, you got want him with the characters I love. Uh, and second of all, uh, yeah, like that's just, like Crisis Core wasn't that great. Fuck Crisis Core. This is weeb shit for weebs. Anyway. Um, uh and then ps the noise cancelling works great but now the long pauses make me think my podcast app has stopped working i uh, prefer to hear joby's farts and aircraft flyovers oh okay well that's pretty interesting i didn't realize we paused for that long maybe luke should do some editing what about that Instead. no it's it's because of the um latency oh that's- of course because we're trying not to talk over one another and we've also got like a third of a second of latency on Discord. Um, so, yeah. It's usually second? about half a second each way or a second. Yeah, right. So, all right. So, uh, and then on top of that, the editing. And then there's editing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, PPS banning of Booth. Booth was banned for alleged hacks in the BF Vietnam GA ladder comp. Oh, it wasn't on the general forum. I vaguely remember this now. Um, the the one I remember uh, on the general because I stayed on the general forum I, I haven't even finished what he was writing um, went for the forum thread went for almost 3,000 responses straight closed and continued three times nice to know you were taking note of these things when you were working there Joe but yeah so uh, yeah the one I remember 
that went on and on and on that was ridiculous was uh the Prius uh the Prius could a Prius out drag a uh a sports car mm-hmm. because electric cars were only just coming in and someone got super fucking attached to the idea yeah. of talk like the talk that an electric motor could put out was and is, I mean, objectively speaking, the torque an electric motor can put out is more than what an internal combustion engine can put out. That's just fact, right? Like, but the, it went back and forth over and over again because this, whoever it was, I can't remember who it was, but whoever it was refused to understand that, uh, like, torque uh, the engine and torque of the wheel are two different things. Uh, and so it just went on and on and on. And then, like, anytime a Prius did anything, like it would get brought up again uh and yeah it was an insane uh very long thread i don't i i don't think it out like outdid three thousand responses but uh yeah hmm. uh good times good times uh yeah i was only on the general forums every other forum was its own fucking thing uh except for sometimes i'd go into the console forums which i renamed to console wars um to to get things going and it worked <laughs> calling that forum console wars started more console wars than uh ever before which was exactly what i wanted to achieve out of those forums because yeah. yeah um anyway uh excellent email paul extremely long extremely detailed uh a lot going on too many returns like it's you can't see it, dear reader, uh, dear listener, but like it's formatted like it's a fucking haiku, like it's a fucking poem. Yeah, like it's a poem. Yeah, like <laughs> it's it's, what I thought. Every, every fucking sense is on a new line. Uh, and uh, yeah, it made, like, even half sentences are on a new line. It made for an interesting reading experience. Anyway, uh, thanks so much for the email, Paul. <laughs> uh, it was a lot of detail and uh, a lot of information. It was good. And uh, yep. some good insights although i am the best reviewer in the world see if i wasn't the best reviewer in the world wouldn't i have attempted to review final fantasy 7 remake exactly exactly but i am the best and so i didn't attempt to review it i just offered up what i feel are some genius opinions you know uh from yeah you know the best in the world and luke was there to uh, uh, suck its dick as we do alright that is it um, you can find us on iTunes Android Windows Store Spotify YouTube all the places you can get your podcasts from you can find us under The Gap the GA podcast The Gap podcast uh, please if you do have a moment rate and review the show it helps other people find it um, brings us into the spotlight if you'd like to send us any questions, you can do it via email like Paul did, thegapodcast at gmail.com. Or you can go to our, our Discord page, thegapodcast.com slash Discord. Uh, we've got a bunch of different like chat channels in there where people can talk about anything they want to. Um, there's definitely been stuff happening in the last couple of days, which I've not been paying attention to. But I mean, <laughs> there was, I don't know, Nate's been posting in there about things. You've been posting in there. Yeah. bunch of other people. Oh, 
lot of good discussions. Uh, there was those, they've progressed on that, that story. Uh, the Aussie players getting uh, charged with match fixing or charged right. over their match fixing, rather. Um, yeah, so that continues to develop and all this kind of stuff. It's pretty cool. Hmm. Um, but yeah. Otherwise, we've got voice channels where people can play games as well. Uh, you can find Discord. us on social media. You can see Luke's yep. beard. Luke's crazy ISO beard. Oh, no. It's, you can watch it on video as well. You can. You can watch it on video if people watch it's it. Bunker beard. But, yeah. That's what we're calling it. Hmm. Um, you find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash GA podcast, twitter.com slash GA podcast. You can find us on YouTube at the GA podcast.com slash YouTube. If you want to watch the podcast on video, you can do that. Job's back this week. Last week was just a static image. Ah, Job flexing. I'm, I'm so so much more animated now. I was actually going to put a, a picture of Cloud uh, in your place, but I decided not to. Got that would have been funny. Yep. I would have been upset. Uh, you can also go to our website, thechairpodcast.com. It's got links to all the things we talked about today, including past episodes of the show. If you want to go listen to them, you can do that. Um, and that's all supported thanks to our Patreon members. They help pay the bills around here. Uh, if you'd like to support the show, you go to patreon.com slash GA podcast and become a monthly member. Um, thank you to everyone that does that. It's very much helped us this month because we've paid uh, hosting for our website. Uh, we're about to. Uh, and hosting so for podcast as well. You're the um, best. So we very much appreciate that. It helps us do everything that we do every week. And I think that is it. Have you got anything you want to pimp out for this week you'd like to talk uh, about? No, because of internet-related nothing. issues. Uh, nothing. Yeah. You want to pimp out uh, your new but, uh, promo code for your new ISP or anything like that? Uh, no. Um, although I have to look into that at some point. Um, I can't believe you cancelled your internet before getting a new internet connection. There's, uh, it's fucking weeks away. I've got fucking weeks, baby. Don't worry about it. Weeks and weeks. Uh, yeah, we'll get there. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Go on my Twitter, at Joby Jojo. Um, I, there's a chance that something comes out. I'm just not sure. So I'll pimp it out on Twitter if that yep. happens. You're, you're on Twitter. Is it your, one of your home videos? What is, what is coming out? Give us a hint. Uh, no, it's an article on, uh, on oh, okay. Red Bull. Final Fantasy. Um, all right. You can find me twitter.com slash Luke Laurie, L-A-W-R-I-E. Otherwise, that is it for this week. Uh, next week, I don't even know what we're talking about. Maybe we can get some games in now that Job's back. Now I can um, play games again. See if I can yeah, stop maybe, just playing Warzone. Yeah, Warzone time. I haven't, pl- I haven't played Warzone in a long time because you haven't been playing, basically. That's what it is. Back. Um, maybe some Apex. New Apex oh, yeah. coming out next week. Yeah, yeah. true. We can yeah, do some of that. We'll update for that shit. Definitely yep. Check it out. Cool. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening.